Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Autism, the podcast brought to you by me, Misha Davey, and my co-host, Christelle. Hello, Misha. How are you? Did you recognise me this week, Christelle? I did. I have known you for a long time. So even, you know, the dye of your hair is not going to confuse me. <laughs> How many different hair colours do you reckon I've had since we've started this podcast? <laughs> okay, I think you've, you've had pink, blonde, a blue or green. Like a silver. Yeah, you like pink, purple, you've done the rainbow hair. We have What's next? What's I next? Just, just ginger. I think that's the only one I haven't ticked. Bit of ginger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was Kiss a Ginger Day the other day. National Kiss <laughs> a Ginger Day. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did you get to Kiss a Ginger? No, Prince Harry's out of the country, so that was me and him finished. I remember. uh, (laughs) I think think Red Air's lovely. I love it. Okay, so today, Christelle, I'm excited because me and you were back in our sporting field because we were the athletes of the school. We were the champions. We We were champions. Let's brag just a little bit. We were very good at sports. We're both in the netball team, yeah, and we won almost all our matches. The only team that used to beat us most of the time was Barking Abbey. Oh yeah, Barking Abbey. Oh, they used to be so good. But yeah, we were in the team. But we were in the team. the only important thing was that we beat Robert Clack, the school that was next to us. So yes, that was, right. or, uh, that was always that was just that would make my day. Who whoever thought of the idea of putting two secondary schools that close together? There was always going to be trouble. Always rivalry. Always. <laughs> but. Yeah, I remember well, you were amazing at the bleep test. That was just my sore point. I'm not good at bleep test and me, no. As soon as we get to level five, I was out because we had a thing that you had to get to a certain level, but if you dropped out before that level, you'd have to do it again. <laughs> Christelle, I used to actively look forward to the bleep, bleep test. Oh like, I used God. to count down the sleeps. Dude, imagine. For my I used glory. to dread it. I used to dread it. I'd be like, oh my God, there's a big today. I dread it now, Christelle. I would absolutely dread it now. <laughs> I know, we're, get, we're getting old. <laughs> but yeah, we were good at rounders, badminton. I was excellent at badminton. And discus throwing, I was champion. Oh, and yeah. I was And I was champion for high jump as well. Christelle, the reason you got a high jump is you're like six foot four. How tall were you? Tell yeah, everybody how tall I'm you I'm telling are. you, I don't even know. Five, five. 10, 5'11". I think it's 5'10", it's not 5'11". She's like 6'2". I'm 5'10", but I look (laughs) 6'2". But yeah, no, it was pure technique with the high jump, by the way. And Mr. Misha was like a swimming champion. National standard. But yeah, the point of the story is we were very good at sports. (laughs) (laughs) And the point of the story is we're on the Let's Talk Autism podcast and we're talking about autism and sport today. Yes. Enough about our towels of days gone by and our glory day. <laughs> We're talking about autism today. <laughs> and we have got Dave from the Full Fun, Fun Factory. Factory. It's Tongue Twister. <laughs> Who is it that we had on? <laughs> Sue from a sprinkle of spectrum. See, now we've got Dave from the Football Fun Factory. We should just call him Frankie. Frankie from the Football Fun Factory. Frankie, but his name's not Frankie. No, his name's not Frankie, it's Dave. But there you go. So we haven't got a tongue tire, but there we go. No, no. But here he is. Here's Dave. I mean Frankie. I mean Dave from the Football Fun Factory. And he's in his kit. He is raring to go on the sidelines there. We have got Dave Casado from the Football Fun Factory. Hello, Dave. Hi, Dave. Hi, ladies. How are we doing? All good. Now, we're excited to have you on, Dave, because you're here. You are passionate about inclusion in football. You run a football school, don't you? Tell us a little bit about your background in sport and football. 
So I have got my own football coaching business as part of the Football Fun Factory. We're a, a franchise organisation as such, but um, I'm one of the head coaches. And our kind of ethos is there's zero barriers to participation. It's just about enjoying football, having fun. We leave all the sort of serious stuff to other people. We just get kids out enjoying physical activity, really. So, yeah, so, David, it looks absolutely fantastic. So you're not actually sort of training kids up to play matches as such then? No, it's, it's not more, like Sunday league stuff? No, it's more, you could say, a recreational session. So children come along. We've got different programmes. We have evening sessions in the week, which is our football fund and development. Children come down. They arrive, play some matches, do some technical games, but with a bit of a twist. So we get them experimenting with movement and all sorts of other stuff. And then they'll play matches, more games and matches. We have our TOTS programme, TOTS Football Fun. And that's kind of an introduction to children um, to get involved with football. And that takes place in our inflatable pitches. So just a bit of organised chaos, really. So, Dave, how did you get into all this? Did you fall in love with sport? And then how did you get into helping children with AEN? I've always kind of been a, a sporty child. My dad had me trying out every sort of sport, really. And then... When I went to college and university, I did a degree in sports studies. And then we did modules with looking at all sorts of different coaching styles, coaching methods, the sort of children we'd work with, the sort of athletes we'd work with, you know, kind of whichever path we would go down. And I started working at uh, the Saints Foundation, which is part of Southampton Football Club. So pretty much all football clubs now had their charitable arm. And I did some work with them. And then I actually moved back to West London and I started teaching in primary schools. And that was my kind of first, I would say, not encounter is the right word, my first experience of working with children with autism. And then over the last eight years, I've met children who, different parts of the spectrum, but yeah. I've worked with children who, and I don't know, again, if the word's correct, who are, where some children need a set routine to know what's going on, to some who just kind of want to do their own thing. What did you know, Dave, going into this? Because you was quite open with me that actually going into this, you know, you didn't know a lot about autism and additional educational needs and you were kind of basing it on the stereotypes, weren't you? As, as a lot of people do before, you know, awareness is really being raised. Yeah, so firstly, I want to apologise for anyone listening who may be offended by everything I say now because I really want to be open because I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person who's sort of seen it from this perspective. But when I joined the school, I was told we have a young boy in reception who has autism, so just to be aware when I'm teaching him. And in my head, when I was very, my early 20s, not knowing anything about autism, it was, okay, this child's probably not going to talk to me, not make eye contact, and he's going to be into trains. Like, and I feel awful thinking that now, but obviously over time I've gained experience. And the, I think the biggest thing that I ever did and the most beneficial thing was speaking to our, our Senko in the school and just asking questions, getting advice, and kind of figuring out. It's not different to teaching any other child. You may just need, you will need a different technique, a different teaching style. You may need some support staff to assist you, but it's no different in any other way. Yeah, I think it's refreshing what you said, but um, I don't think you should be embarrassed about it because all of us, were all learning. There's things, terms we use and things that we say that we don't know are not the right thing to say so uh, yeah Christelle and I as parents yeah since we've started this journey and and I used to be a school teacher if anybody didn't know <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know from there I feel embarrassed as well when I feel think about myself as a 21 year old teacher going into 
you know, into primary schools teaching and having autistic children in my class, I was very naive. And, you know, even now with a seven-year-old autistic son, I'm still learning more and more each day. So as Crystal said, yeah. definitely nothing to feel embarrassed about. That's what we're here to learn from each other. Yeah. Important as well for, I don't know, again, if it's kind of not going off topic, but kind of a male stigma as well, that sometimes you're afraid to ask questions and show your vulnerabilities. Whereas I've going from that young lad getting into teaching, not really knowing anything where I was sitting on meetings, kind of looking at EHCP plans, all that sort of stuff, team round child meetings, when I was able to actually put my ideas forward and how we can support a child in their learning journey. So, and again, that was just purely for asking questions and finding out more. But how do you get children who have autism to join in with um, your sports? So with our ethos of the football fun factory, where it is just about having fun, we don't place any emphasis on winning or losing, which having children with autism, you may experience it a lot. Working with children with autism, many of them don't like to lose. They want to win everything. Where I've learned certain techniques like social stories, I'll try and use them in my session. I do have a few children who attend with autism and I will sort of explain during the session, I might have a quiet word going, I'm loving your effort today. You're a winner in my eyes for what you're doing because at the end of our sessions, we give out what's called a blue card. Another thing is, in football, you get yellow and red cards for bad things. Uh, FFF, you get a blue card for good things. So I might give a social story beforehand to that child one-to-one going, you know, so-and-so might win a blue card for this, but you've done this amazing today, but you may not win the blue card. So they're sort of prepared. They know what may happen. And hopefully that can help them deal with the fact that they're not actually going to win it on that day. I think I needed one of those stories as a kid, Dave. <laughs> Even now, terrible loser, absolutely terrible loser. But <laughs> with <laughs> regards to a social story, we haven't actually covered this on Let's Talk Autism yet, but it is something that my boy actually, he has a lot of social stories written for him by the Senko and by the teachers and we have them at home. Uh, can you just explain what a social story is for everyone? So I'll give an example of how we used it in the school I was at. So I'm sure many schools do. You have a star of the week or head teachers award of the week. And before assembly, um, a child who was in year five, he would sit down with the member of staff who would work with him every day. And they would go through the story of Christopher would sit and watch assembly. And one week, Christopher will applaud the children who won the head teacher's award, the star of the week award. And it was just giving the children, do you know what? I know what it is, but I'm struggling to explain it. It was basically giving the children kind of a heads up and showing them the different outcomes of what could happen within later in the day. Yeah. That's a shocking explanation. Showing them an outcome, what could happen. We have to do that, yeah, with my son. So with, for example, the, the back to school, when we're going back yep. to school on the first day. So we might be going, we are going back to school tomorrow. We will pick up our pet lunch. So he's aware tomorrow is the day back to school, first day back to school after the Christmas holidays. You will take your pet lunch and we go back and reiterate everything that's happened. And then Boris Johnson may or may not come onto the telly and tell us that, no, it's all going out the window and you're not going back on. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we'll have to start including that in the social stories now, I think. But, yeah, um... <laughs> but with, with that same child in question, we had a sports event and it was for SEN children. We did a social story on the, on the minibus on the way there. And I was like, so today we're taking part in a botcher tournament. You may win. How would you feel? You may lose. How would you feel? There's going to be a trophy at the end. You may win it. You may not. How would you feel? And we'd go through those things. We'd then go through the story again while we were there. 
had a bit of a meltdown when we were runners up, but happy to get a trophy in the end anyway. But it, it definitely did help. What is Boccia? So that's B-O-C-C-I-A, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, because we did have we put this out there on our let's talk autism forum there and one of our past guests who was on for mitochondrial disease he had a little boy called Josh and he was telling us that the school used to adapt his shoot and they used to play boccia so is is that a, a specific sport for children with disabilities yes it is yeah so it's a kind of modified bowls basically so all like marbles bowls sort of mixed into one you have a jack in the middle, you have to try and get your ball as close to it as you can. But obviously there'll be some participants who may not be able to roll a ball or throw a ball. So they have kind of different stands and stuff to support them while they play it. Played at the Paralympics. You know, it's, it's actually a really addictive game. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I am guilty of pushing the kids out the way a little bit to have <laughs> when I've been teaching them. So Dave, what would you say is you've got, because a lot of people, um, we asked them on our forum today, and a lot of people say that there isn't anything for their autistic child to do in the area, any any team sports and things like that. What would you say to that? Like, is there a lot or is this something that is actually we're quite lacking? I, I think it's difficult. Reason being, team sports can be difficult for children with autism. And there's kind of there's nothing wrong with that. It's kind of when I was teaching, I found it much easier to teach individual skill and individual tasks than team games because you know socially sometimes children find it hard to work in a team to share and to kind of listen to someone else's perspective so at the football fun factory what we do is most of our activities every child has a ball and when it comes to team games and matches they're so thick and fast and it's just we're just bouncing all over the place I think they get get caught up in the excitement I do feel is the word I don't know if the word's easier individual sports are seen as easier sometimes but then is it going to be as exciting to get a child into squash than to play football when there's not as much media hype or do you know what I mean so it, it is a tricky one then I'm I love playing golf I'm, the, I'm no good at it but I love playing golf and again is that the sort of sport where people get priced out is it accessible for everyone so I think with what we do at FFF and it's not just hyping us up there's other organizations that do the same thing where there's zero barriers to entry it's just about having fun I don't think there's enough so there yeah no John, there isn't enough I'll be blunt I don't think there is enough and I think there could be a lot more in terms of when you're playing in the team with autistic children or all the other children as well how do you obviously you're there to encourage them to join in but how do you find that the rest of the team encourage each other to also play well together so what we do is generally the children will come in greet every single child ask them how their day's been and they go straight into matches and then they all come in have a quick drink and that's the moment where we may talk about I'll off the top of my head have a topic of the day I might say did you notice when you came in I asked you how you were it's a lovely thing to say hello to someone ask them how they are five minutes later when they're walking back onto the pitch they're all going to be going how are you today how are you today so we kind of use the little breaks in play to build up those kind of social skills and develop the child. So that's kind of our ethos as well. We look to develop the child, not the football player. We don't have players. We have children who attend our programmes. How would you encourage, you know, there might be some children out there who are saying, oh, I don't know, football's for me. I don't know if I like to exercise. Uh, could you tell them some of the positive things that come out of exercising? Oh, there's so many. The health benefits, obviously, the fact you're getting out, 
getting some fresh air. There's that chemical release. So maybe too scientific for the ch- scientific for the children. But if you get out, run around, have some fun, you will naturally feel better for it. And just kind of meeting other children, enjoying themselves. I'm not a fan of, we get some children who arrive and they're not keen. We have another sort of thing. We're not pushy. It's kind yeah. of right. Have a breathing, stay with mum and dad until you're comfortable. Look after this football for me. Look after this bib. And when you want to come and join us, you can join us. If not, take as long as you need to get involved. Yeah. So no matter what they're doing, they're still a part of it. Exactly. Yeah. So one of the children I've had, I did have one child for two weeks, stood there doing nothing, just watching and laughing. And then the second week, so that was the first week, second week, they just stood with me. I engaged them by saying, what should I do next? What rule could I do? What could we do here? What could we do there? And then we slowly sort of integrate them into the session. Yeah, I must admit, my son, he keeps saying that he wants to do football. And and it is something that we sort of get worried about, really, about sort of, you know, letting him, not letting him join, but like saying, oh, yeah, because we get worried, you know, that he's not going to take well to losing or, you know, where a few people actually said this on the forum about wearing certain bibs, if they're doing different drills and training exercises, you know, my son, it would say if you gave my son a red bib and he wanted a blue bib, that would be the end of the world. Like that really would. So do you have things like that that you combat? Yeah. So there's like everything, there's tricks to trade. So you might give one child a yellow bib. I don't want that. And I go, and you kind of say things like, oh, you, you know there's a kid who will take whatever bib you give them. They'll just take it. So there's that blue bib. You're so helpful taking that blue bib. You've made me feel so good. I'll have a blue bib then. So it, it, it's kind of just using the tricks of the trade. It's not detrimental to the kids. But if there's a child who doesn't want to wear a bib, okay, you're not wearing one. What team are you going to be on? Yellow. Okay, yellow team. This child's on your team. You carry on playing. So it's kind of, that's just down to experience. That's 10 years of working with children of all ages, all ability levels with different needs. And you just kind of pick it up as you go along. Thanks so much, Dave, for coming on and talking to us today. If we want to find you and follow you, where can we find you? Uh, Best way is if you jump on Facebook and just type in uh, the Football Fun Factory in your search. On Instagram, DC underscore FFF. It's on there, just Football Fun Factory. You'll find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all over the place. We've got a stupid amount of friends. We inundate Facebook, so you can't miss us, really. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Lovely. Thank you for having me, ladies. Oh, Christelle, what a lovely guy was Dave from the Football Fun Factory. So genuine. And, you know, I just love his attitude and his enthusiasm. Yeah, great guy. Great outlook on things. I love what he does. I feel like I want to be a football coach because of Dave, you know. I feel like I want to be one of those little kids on Dave's team playing. No red cards, no yellow cards, just blue Blue ones. Blue cards, yes. It just, it sounds really nice. It sounds like somewhere I'd love to take all my children, actually. Yes, I was thinking that as well, yeah. Run some energy out. And also, yeah, I just love the the whole vibe of it and the whole sort of like inclusion element there. Because mm. when we did this on our Let's Talk Autism um, Instagram page, we did a little poll about who, you know, what the main issues were and what people found, if, if people felt there was enough in their area for children to do yeah. sports, mm. uh, you know, children with additional needs. Yes. And do you know what? 100% said no. 
hundred percent of our viewers said no to that. So yeah. that's that's really sad, Christelle. Yeah, a lot more needs to be done, honestly. And we, I mean, we had some good chats on our forum, say, with some of our past guests. Don't know what going on about forum. We ain't got a forum, but there you go. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, we had some great chats on our forum today. Yeah. <laughs> so on our chat today with our past guests, we had some great chats. I mean, Lacey was telling us about her son and said that he absolutely loves football and he does play for a team where there's no other um, AEN children. He does really well. And actually, when he's not playing football, he can get really low, you know, because of lockdown and not being able to play it now. That's really affected him and his mood. Uh, She did also say, Lacey, that she had a bad experience, though. She sent her son to one of these sort of camps, you know, these sport camps. I went to one of these when I was a kid and me and my brother hated it, absolutely hated it. She said that this particular one they had a really bad experience with because there was just the people there, the coaches there just did not have a clue about autism. Oh. And and her son was 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 left really upset and distressed. Uh-huh. So her her advice that she said was obviously always sort of check out that they've got specific AEN coaches there. Yes. Like, like people like Dave who are going to be able to put any adaptations in and recognize mm-hmm. when your child might need you know some time out and things like that yeah so what are your kids uh into sport and physical activity middle son what's he like christelle <clears throat> well i have spied on him you know when i drop him off at the school gates and uh, i know that he's first lesson i just kind of wait and um see what he's doing and uh, his whole class will be like following the teacher what the teacher's doing put your hands up woo! and he'll be like literally running around the play- playground stimming oh <laughs> yeah he'll be running around the playground stimming but yeah he's not there yet he's not really hasn't shown any interest in any sports yet uh, but your one your son is a bit older how is he with sports yeah he really wants to play football and he's got like his sticker album and things like that um and because his dad is really into football I think he really wants I think do you know like what kids are like with their dad and he like really wants to be like his dad and he wants to play football like him and enjoy football so do you know what I really think the football fun factory would be great for him because something like that no pressure just having a laugh and having a kick about I think he'd really enjoy that and be able to have some time out because um yeah he's he's not got the best coordination my daughter is very much like I was at school she's quite sporty she's not actually doing any sort of sport at the moment obviously because of lockdown but we haven't actually got a involved in anything yet but yeah she's she's uh she's very good at sport but also can't take losing much like myself I was gonna say how do you guys take when you know when kids lose and they throw the biggest tantrum here how do you react to that (laughs) see things like that i would just go right never mind there you go move to the side but yeah i think with team sport i mean i am bad with my daughter we were playing just a simple game on her ipad the other day and and i beat her so I did. Why did you say that? Like, you know, it was a real competition and you're so proud that you beat your daughter. <laughs> it's always a competition, Christelle. Everything in life is a competition. She needs to learn this. So I did start singing, Mom is the champion, my friend. <laughs> did, she, did she cry? 
No, she was more <laughs> determined. See, this is this is the learning curve. So she'd come home from school because she's at school at the moment. She went up to her room and she played on this game until she come down and said, ha, I beat you, mum. Go on, girl. And I couldn't have felt more proud that she gloated in my face <laughs> at that moment. Like, that is my kid. So, uh, yeah. But, Chris, it's been great fun today. And um, I'm looking forward to next week. We've got an exciting guests. Oh, the king. The king is coming. The king. The king. Elvis Presley on the show. What? We're going to be talking to Aaron from the US of A. He's autistic. Aaron, and he's going to be coming on to speak to us. He's an Elvis impersonator and he looks fantastic. Mm. Yes, I'm looking forward to it, Christelle. We're going to get all shook up. Going to just make Elvis Elvis uh, insinuations the whole way through. And we will speak to Aaron next week. Have a great week, guys. Bye. You're on mute. <laughs> I was like, what on earth? <laughs> All right, then, let's go again. Right. No, I'm saying that. But seriously. <laughs> I'm just going to... Right. <laughs> <laughs>